Hey everybody, welcome to Jim Kelly's 19th Hole. Glad you're with us. Welcome back to Jim Kelly's 19th Hole. The year's first major, always the Masters at Augusta, and that's where we find our tag team partner, Jim LaPera. Thanks, Kel. I'm here with Golf Channel analyst Frank Navalo. Frank, you were here at Augusta as a player and now as a broadcaster. Your thoughts? As soon as you come here, especially as someone that's grown up elsewhere, like in New Zealand, for example, uh, the first Masters that I ever saw was 1975, which was Nicholas Weisskopf and, and, uh, and Johnny Miller. So uh, I had, just like everybody else, a vision of what I thought Augusta National was like. And just like everybody else, when they visit the property for the first time, I had no idea how hilly it was. Um, and I also, to be honest, had no idea how quickly the course can change. To me, that was the biggest thing. In those days, they also had an international dinner uh, because there was less foreign players in the field than what there is now. So I remember going that night, I think it was the Tuesday night, and Gary Player spoke, and I was trying to get some words of wisdom and some information, even though I was in my early 30s, from some of the other players. And they didn't realize it was my first time because I'd played in a lot of other events. And I remember Greg Norman saying, good luck. Uh, with, a, with a wry smile on his face because he says, you'll realize how quickly this course can change. And I'd played my practice rounds and the, the greens looked a greenish color. And then when I stood on that first green, I remember having a 15-footer downhill to a front left flag, and the green was nearly blue. It, was, it felt like the, the green speeds would double. And I'd never seen a course change so quickly. And I've never seen a hole change so quickly just purely from moving a flag from the front left to the back right. And you can say that on each and every hole here. Each hole has a character. Uh, You not necessarily fall in love with it. You fall in love with the challenge that the hole presents. So it might look good to your eye on Thursday, and then all of a sudden just simply moving that hole location another place, and you were fearful of where the flag was the next day. And then that's not even getting into the back nine holes here. Uh, The the, the second nine at, at Augusta was the original front nine. Uh, many years ago when they had the inaugural event. That only lasted for a year. And that's probably why the character of the holes is so different. Water really is only in play from at 11, 12, 13, uh, 15, and 16. Yeah, there is a little creek that runs down the side of the second. But you really do see those water holes. So if you've got a good round going, that's why we've seen over the years so many brave players win here. Because you have to take the shot on. Uh, I remember playing a practice round with Biasteris. Uh, a few years ago, in, I think it was about 95, 96, and the flag was in the front right position on 16. And, and I remember asking Sibby, where do you hit it? Uh, do I go left? Do I go long? And he goes, there's no choice here. You must go at the flag. There's no plan B. So every now and again here, they, they force you to hit the shot. Uh, not necessarily of your life, but the shot of the day. There's no, no plan B. No other golf course uh, does that to you. So it seems like any more distance dictates the winners in a lot of events because even though they might be rough, which is not a lot of rough here at Augusta, they hit it farther down the fairway towards the rough. Even if they're in the rough, they're hitting a shorter iron. So now distance seems to be the king. Distance was always the king in golf, not just at Augusta National. Uh, The same way speed in most sports is king. We've always tried to shy away from that discussion in golf. Uh, I think... We're we're lesser for it. Chairman Fred Ridley got up this week, and if you read between the lines, he he put a stake in the ground, like, we can't just keep doing this. Every other sport doesn't change its parameters. Football, the size of the field is the same. Tennis, we're going through the equivalent age of technology in that, but they've kept the the size of the tennis court the same and the net height. 
So you see a guy like John Isner starts booming down serves, so they have slowed the tennis ball down. In golf, we've hidden everything. We keep stretching. We've forced Augusta National to also do the same thing because nobody has, has done anything about the equipment. Uh, every golf course, uh, doesn't matter where it in, is in the world, is going to favour someone that's further off the tee. And we just sometimes don't want to admit that because it makes it seem like the bigger guy has the advantage and nobody wants to think that someone starts the day with a But that's the truth in every single sport, whether that be male or female. Um, but as I was saying, the fact that we constantly change the parameters means we hide the problem. Uh, Augusta this year, with Chairman Fred Ridley's comments, has said, I think, in my own opinion, it's, it's almost like enough is enough. You can't just keep doing it for a lot of reasons because... Augusta is very uh, cognizant of its influence in the game. And there's a trickle-down effect for a young kid pl- trying to play golf for the very, very first time. You imagine if you made the average golf course, let's just say 8,000 yards, and you've got a five- or a six-year-old getting into the game. That literally is like climbing Mount Everest. It's too hard. When I was a kid, you could it, it wasn't that far along in your career where you can reach a par four and two or a par five or a par three. That accessibility has to still be there. Um, they're aware of it here. And hopefully what is being done this week is a very positive sign, probably the most positive sign I've seen for a number of years. And hopefully, even more importantly, people act on it. What's your opinion of the overall facility when you drive down Magnolia Lane as a player? And then also, what was your feeling? A lot of guys say when they get on that first tee for the first time, when the gun goes off, they feel the adrenaline. You do. The, the beauty of Augusta is it's the only major championship. I know it's stating the obvious. That comes back to the same venue. So as a kid growing up to uh, to someone getting involved in the game seriously and then turning professional and then playing in the Masters, becoming a dream, and then obviously the people that are fortunate enough to win a green jacket, then it's, it's, it's really a definition, definition of a career. So part of that process is getting here, and the other part of the process is starting the round. Um, I don't necessarily like the word process, but that is, that is the way it is. And so when you come out of this very intimate uh, locker room, because often I would be a little nervous, so you go from the range, the tournament practice facility, and then you bypass the locker room and then you get to the first tee. And, and, and there is a certain reverence about that, even from the way in which you're introduced. You know they're going to say, now, you know, four, now driving. And, and all of those things, and, and you, you, you semi-prepare for it, but then you hear it and you hear your name. Uh, the Open Championship gets close to their introductions, but here it's, it's airy. And because of the, the reverence with the patrons as well, people do go quiet. And sometimes the silence itself can be deafening. So you stand there and you literally can hear a pin drop, and that's what makes you so nervous uh, at the start of the first tee. It's so close to the clubhouse. It's so close to the patrons. And then you look down that fairway, you see the bunker on the right. Everything seems to shrink. Your experiences over the last few years as being privileged or lucky enough to be an announcer for CBS here at Augusta has to be fairly, very rewarding. It is. I've, I've always wanted, all I've ever wanted to do as a broadcaster is not necessarily make up for what I didn't do in my career when injury took it out, but to try and uh, see a different part of the game. Uh, maybe help be an influencer of of the game, Um, tell the truth to a certain degree. And I was very fortunate. Uh, I sat next to Jim Kelly in my first ever broadcast, 
And if, to be honest, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here now because I, I didn't understand it. I, I thought it would be straightforward just talking about golf, but I actually felt dyslexic. Everything seemed appeared in reverse. I didn't realize, and it's logical now, that every shot, every shot really is seen from the green back to the tee. Um, so for me, by the time I was trying to figure out bunkers on the right and the left, and to this day, um, I'll get a note or a text or an email, same as yesterday, uh, not necessarily do's and don'ts, some words of encouragement, but in this business, you have to rub shoulders with the right people, people that have called sports at the highest level. And for me, that person is Jim, because he's called America's Cup, bowling, you know, every sport known to man. And for some reason, uh, he took me under my wing. I'm still learning. Um, probably not at a rate that I would I would like, but um, and that a lot of that is, is lack of consistency in position because I do studio shows. I probably do more different types of genre in, in televised golf than anywhere else. Uh, on one hand, that's a compliment, but on the other hand, uh, a rolling stone gathers no moss. So I would like to be better at what I try and do on a daily basis so that I could help help the viewer and maybe understand a little more what's out there. But I, I, I realize uh, I got a second chance at this but I also realized the people that helped me along the way. You've been listening to Jim Kelly's 19th Hole. We hope we've entertained. We hope you've learned something. And most importantly, we hope you'll come back. So if you liked what you heard, please come join the Jim Kelly 19th Hole community. That's right. Apple Podcast, Google, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. Again, subscribe. It's free. 